you're cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I am so happy to be here again. You can probably tell I enjoy this, and I'm glad that you have joined me for this podcast. I've had some fun experiences here, talked to some fantastic people. Today is no exception. I have a guest here in studio with me today who is a good friend of mine, an associate that I've known for, gosh, I'm not even sure how long now. It's been about a year. About a year, maybe a year and a half. Year and a half. It's getting on up there. And uh, by way of introduction, this is John Ferris. So, John, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Glad to have you here today. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate the uh, invitation. Now, you and I got to know each other first in the context of a business meeting, as I recall. Yes, we did. And... Uh, that's not the same context that we're now associated, but this often happens. I've found that that when you meet people in whatever context, you you either click or you don't click with them, or you click in some ways and not in others. And and you're one of these people in my life that I've just I've just kind of clicked with. We've had reasons to continue our associations, to develop other kinds of interactions and exchanges. Uh, over the course of about the last year, year and a half or so. And so so my experience with you has been, uh, well, when I first got to know you, uh, that you are a businessman. Right. You're an entrepreneur. You're an investor. Right. Now, all of these words sound a little loosey-goosey to some people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because, I don't know, sometimes it sounds like, well, I don't have a real job. I just <laughs> I just do all this stuff, you know, to go out and create value in the world and produce and and uh to find a way to um to not only make it in life yourself but to create the maximum amount of value for other people. And you're one of these people who is comfortable with the life of an entrepreneur. Right. Which isn't cut out for everybody, right? <laughs> That's for sure. It's it definitely can be uh uh, not fun. Um, mm-hmm. You have to surround yourself with people that are very energetic and and understand that you know some, there's ups and downs in business, and you have to be able to weather through those things. And so, mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a fun ride, been a lot of fun. So it takes a certain kind of a personality, right? It takes it takes a a very distinct paradigm, or or a willingness to keep your mind open to a new way of thinking. Sometimes an opposite way of thinking. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that, you know, as you said, the opposite way of thinking, Kiyosaki states in one of his books that um, when you're talking about the poor or the rich, the rich don't just think a little differently than the poor. They think in direct, directly opposite of the way the poor think. And, and that's what it takes sometimes to be an entrepreneur. And you have mm-hmm. to really be, be willing to um, think differently, completely differently, and then also 
knowing that sometimes things don't go the way you want and you, and you have to believe and have a lot of faith that there are mm-hmm. solutions there. That's part of what I want to focus today's show on because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are facing just that in their life, whether it's with a business venture or an investment or their personal economic situation. And not only do you coach people about this and help them to understand different ways to look at it, but you've had some personal experience with this stuff too. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that might get you chuckling. Because, uh, this is one of the most powerful ways that we learn things. Right. And I've found that a lot of the friends that I have who are, who are going through and experiencing some of these difficult things themselves and doing so successfully, they're able to to get through the hard times and to negotiate those those trials and adversities that are so common to all of us. But that puts them in a more powerful position than to help other people. It definitely does. I I I've definitely had um, a lot of ex- some experience with that, and for me, it's been it's been an opportunity for me to grow. And mm-hmm. when, it, when a lot of these things were first starting to happen a few years back, it was, it was hard. And I really, um, allowed the, the my choices kind of dictated the way, the way that I was thinking. And, mm-hmm. and I, I realized that, you know, you really have to, um, continue to act as if, and that's one of the things that I, I put down on my, mm-hmm. my sheet here is to act as if you have the things that you want to help you move, move through that. Mm-hmm. Now, I imagine that we'll be getting to that a little bit more here in just a few minutes. We've probably not done, you know, the best job that we could to introduce you. (laughs) Uh, But I think one good way to introduce you would be to just just launch into some discussion of some things that you have learned that have helped you to understand this concept of money. Now, I, I very deliberately kind of picked that as a topic for our discussion today. Now, neither you nor I are licensed financial advisors. Right. Uh, so we'll put that little disclaimer right up front <laughs> here. Uh, and I've said that on my show before. You guys know that I'm a psychologist. I focus on things of the mind and your thinking. And and yet when it comes to this world of money, this is one of the things that that almost everybody has some concern about. And when I say concern, there are different levels of that. But this is a very popular topic, I think, for a lot of reasons. What's your take on that, John? You've, you've also noticed, haven't you, that money tends to be one of the top issues that people think about, worry about, talk about. What, what's been your experience with that? Yeah, I, I think that when, whenever you watch the news or whenever you log on to MSN.com or Yahoo, there's always something about money and something that's going on with the economy. It's, it's something that is, is very apparent in our daily lives. And then if you, if you take that down on, on, a, on a, 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 a level of a family, you know, it's very, it's something that we think about on a daily basis. A lot of us do. In and fact, I, that's, that's one of the primary, <clears throat> primary reasons that people give for either doing or not doing a lot of what they're doing. Right. Or not doing. As the case may be, right? Right. It's because of money. I would do that, but I don't have the money. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Very common. Yeah, I think that it's it's something that, um, especially if if you're if you're running an energy pattern that's that you have a lot of debt or a lot of lack in your life, it is something that is on your mind all the time. And and with some of the people that I work with, a lot of people that I that I help coach. 
in real estate and other things, they, they've got this, they either come to me because they want, they're in a bad position. They want to get out of it. And, and typically real estate was a good way to do that. The market's changed a little bit. So we're changing with that. It's not as easy as it was, but we, we, I still coach people on how to, how to do that. Um, but it's something that they are, they're always thinking about. And it really is, it's a form of bondage, you know, having, having money problems or having debt problems. And, and, and a lot of the things that I, that I talk about with them is, is there's, you know, this, this concept of money, there's an, either an abundance of lack or there's an abundance of prosperity with money and it's our choice. We can be deliberate in which direction we want to go with that. And even if we're in lack and we have these, these problems, we can change from being in lack and being in prosperity without even actually having our, our external circumstances change. It first starts with the way that we think. It starts with our paradigm. And that has been, for me, has been a big thing in my personal life and also in consulting with my clients uh, to help them move beyond this idea of, 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 of money being this negative thing in their life and, and moving it to be a positive thing in their life. So listeners, you can probably tell why I've kind of hit it off with John because he's saying some things that you've heard me say before, that it's a choice. You can, I think, John, you said that you can have an abundance of scarcity and lack or you can have an abundance of prosperity and an abundance. Yeah. I mean, there, there is an abundance in all things and, and on, on, on the earth. And so you can either have an abundance of lack or abundance of prosperity. And it's a choice that we make mm-hmm. every day. This is a key point. I've talked about this with several other guests too. And I think I've shared my own story a little bit about how I came to a realization at one point. I can still remember the time and the day and the place that this happened for me. When I realized that it was a choice, when a good friend of mine was asking me, okay, Paul, how long is it going to take you? And we were talking about financial freedom. This is something that everybody has as a goal, or at least a lot of people do. He says, how long long do you think it's going to take? And I said, well, I don't know, three, five years or so. And he just rolled his eyes like, you don't get it. It's a choice. And he defined for me, this was Les McGuire, and you know him. He defined for me what financial freedom really is. And it's when money is no longer the primary reason for doing or not doing anything. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not a factor. It just means that it's not the primary reason. And I had been so accustomed through, through my whole life to that point and I still slip back there sometimes to thinking that money is the powerful entity. It's the one that can either grant me the life that I want or withhold it, right? And in that way, it almost gets raised to the level of deity. Right. Uh, I talked to Garrett Gunderson. You probably heard that uh, podcast that I did with Garrett about uh, his book, Killing Sacred Cows. And, And money is truly one of these sacred cows. Uh. So changing the paradigm about that, changing the way you think about that is absolutely the first step for sure toward achieving that freedom. What was that like for you, John? Uh, you know, it was, it actually, uh, it started to take place personally and I didn't even realize it. And then I, I, I realized one day I was talking to a friend of mine and the circumstances that I was in, um, 
I'd realized that I was feeling so much better and my energy around this whole, the, the whole money, con- money idea was much better, but my circumstances hadn't changed. And I, I couldn't believe it. And, and then when I realized that I woke up to that, I started talking to people. I started, you know, talking to my parents and talking to my friends more about, Hey, this is, you know, nothing's really changed here. My circumstances haven't changed. It's just that I've chosen to place this positive energy on this and, and a lot of faith that things will work out and, and more than work out. And they have everything that I've needed has shown up in, in whatever capacity I needed it to in the time that I needed it to show up. And it started with changing your thinking about it. Yeah. So the circumstances in your life aren't necessarily going to change immediately. Right. When you start thinking differently, but you will start to see different patterns emerging. You'll start to see different things occurring on a regular basis in your life as you make that mind shift. Yep. Let's explore that a little bit as we come back from this break. Okay. Thanks, John. Hi, this is Jason Adams, one of the co-founders of CashflowParadigm.com. We created Cashflow Paradigm as a way to help others look at money differently. What are your beliefs about money? Is it good or bad? Many people have beliefs that limit their control over money and don't even realize it. The thing most people don't realize is that their beliefs about money greatly affect the amount of money and prosperity they have. It's all about your paradigm. Come play a fun game with us called Cashflow 101 created by best-selling author Robert Kiyosaki. Come meet new people and check your paradigm as we learn principles that govern our personal and financial lives while having fun together. Currently, we are holding monthly game nights in Provo and St. George, Utah. Go to our website at www.cashflowparadigm.com to register for upcoming events. That's www.cashflowparadigm.com. If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in the 7,000 words per minute. I highly recommend this program from what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, oh, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read and uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. So, John, some people may not have realized or recognized your voice on that last commercial. Oh, yes. I'm famous. <laughs> For the speed reading. 
you joined us for one of our one day events for that. Oh, I did. It was, it was fantastic. I I'm looking forward to the, doing the full course that they offer as well. Extended course. Yeah. The extended course. Well, and for those of you who are listening in prior to February 29th, which is pretty tight as far as the posting schedule for this particular show, but we are doing another one day event on February 29th. Um, so, but uh, for anything current on that, you can just go to that website, AbundantReadingSystems.com and get connected with what's going on there. Well, before the break, John, we're talking a little bit about just this paradigm shift that goes along with money. And I've talked to so many people over the course of the past several years. It's been kind of a fascinating project for me as I have, I've attended a lot of events <clears throat> I've uh, received a lot of coaching and training myself because I was in a paradigm that really was was different from the one that I have now. Let's just put it that way. And I have found without exception that the people who are teaching and coaching and advising and creating opportunities <clears throat> for people financially, they all agree that this mindset is a key component. That, that that is absolutely essential. If you want to change your economic life, you have to change the way you think. And I believe more and more, too, that the current circumstances that we have in our life are a reflection of the kind of thinking that we're doing. It manifests in our life. What yeah, are your thoughts about that? I just, I, I remember having a conversation with my wife about this and, uh, and talking about how, you know, we are creators and we've created our own reality in our own current situation. And I remember mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. looked at me and said, so you're telling me that we've created some of these problems that we're having. Uh -huh. And I'm like, yeah, I, we did. And, uh -huh. and, and, you know, and, and one of the, one of the things that couples have a, uh, to do a lot is I think that one of the other blames the other, the other person. And so it was an interesting, mm -hmm. um, it was enlightening for us to really go through that process and talk about how, you know, I'm the breadwinner of our family. She's, she stays at home. She's a stay at home mom. And to talk about how <clears throat> the blame was put on me with uh, some of these, these problems that we had, because that was my responsibility. But then when, when you take it down to a cognitive level of, of thinking and we realized that it was both, we were both to blame. We both created everything that would, was manifesting in our life because of the way that we were thinking and because of the way we were thinking, that's the way that we acted in our life. Can I suggest a different word? Because blame carries with it this this bad feeling. Okay. <laughs> you know? And it's like when you're a little kid. Oh, somebody's blaming me for doing everything, you know. Accuse? It, it just, <laughs> how about this? What, what about accountability? Okay. And, and I just want to set up a little... Um, a little thought uh, direction maybe for, for our listeners. When you blame someone or something else for where you are in life, that's part of a victim paradigm that keeps you captive. Well, what's the difference if you blame yourself? It's the same thing, basically. Yeah, You're still kind of in that stuck place and it doesn't feel good. Well, accountability, in my mind, differs from blaming in that you accept responsibility, you recognize and correctly identify your own part in the whole thing. So, so it's not like you're blaming yourself. 
it's more like you realize that your hands are on the steering wheel. And I've used that analogy before too. Now that can really kind of get you where it hurts sometimes. <clears throat> I've used that, that example multiple times that you're out driving, you know, you get lost in your thoughts and you pass your exit. And I just, you and I were down in St. George at the same time right. last month. <laughs> and we did some conjoint stuff together. I did it again. I missed my exit. Again, the same one that I've missed before, which is a great analogy as well, because how often in life do we do that? Where you think you've learned something, and then you find yourself in that circumstance again. Well, I missed the same exit. I ended up in Arizona before I could turn around. <laughs> and it's it's a funny example of the thing that we go through on a daily basis. Now, I'm not blaming myself for missing that exit, but I take full accountability for that. And I realize that it's because of, of the thinking that I was doing, which wasn't bad thinking. Let me reiterate that too. I was just thinking about other stuff. I wasn't tracking and concentrating on the exit. Okay. I was thinking of other stuff, <laughs> good stuff, right? But because of that, I missed the exit and there's no one to blame. I guess uh, I like to to jump on words like that just to see if it see if it'll make a difference, um, and I figured that you would receive that too. I th- well, I think it does. You're you're very good at doing that, and and you've one of the things that you've taught me is my language. It really speaks the way that I'm thinking and the way that mm-hmm. I'm feeling, and and just by the st- the changing of your of the words you use can really uh, can really affect the way that mm-hmm. you're uh, you're thinking and the way you're doing things. So you take full accountability for where you are. And that means you're not going to blame your spouse. In fact, uh, John, it just occurred to me that we've got you presenting and teaching at a couple's retreat that Creation Tree Coaching is hosting next month on the 20th through the 22nd. And the topic that you'll be helping these couples to understand is this one, is the topic of money. Yep. And how to get on the same page financially and how to to not blame each other, but to take full accountability for yourself. And each spouse needs to do that in order to accomplish something different from what you've been seeing. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a team effort there, and you have to define roles, basically, in, in your relationship on who's going to do what and have an understanding that, that's, that, that we're going to be accountable for those things that we've chosen to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, let's uh, let's dive into this just a little bit farther. As far as the, you were talking about the lack or the prosperity, and there's an abundance of either one, and it's a choice which one you're going to pick. Your emotional reaction to money is going to largely determine which of the abundance you're going to have, either the abundance of lack or the abundance of prosperity. Could you talk about that a little bit more? in terms of the way you coach people to to find a new emotion related to money. It's really just a neutral thing, isn't it? It is. I mean, it, in and of itself. Yeah, it really is a neutral thing and and it's it's something that it's it's this neutral energy that with with the belief and perception that we place upon it. That's that's really what I what I we talk about. It's it's you know talk about the law of attraction you know, if you're, if you're running these negative thought processes or or negative energy patterns, you're going to attract more of that in your life. 
And if you're running these positive or energy patterns with money, you're going to attract more of that in your life. And so I try to help people just really stop where they're at. And I have clients that call me and, and they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they think their world is going to end. In fact, I had one client call me and literally thought that the world was going to end because of this particular transaction that she was involved with. And, and, and I just had to talk with her and calm her down first so that she could actually think rationally Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. she was in a world where she couldn't think straight. And, uh, and so I really had to, had to bring her down a level and, and, and help her to realize that there is a solution to every problem that's out there. And so I really helped her to, to, to realize that. And, you know, and, 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 and it took me about 30 minutes to calm her down and to get her to really start to believe that there's something out there that's going to help her as long as she, she were, were, was aware of the way that she was thinking and aware of what she was attracting to herself in her life. And, uh, and she's fine now. I mean, and, and, and the interesting thing is again, her circumstances haven't changed. Mm-hmm. She is still in the same situation that she was when she called me. It was just the way that she was thinking, the way that the, the energy that she had around this particular situation really caused her to, uh, go into this lack side of things. And, uh, the the other thing that I, I like to do with people is I like to give them things that they can exercises that they can do to really help them to be a positive attractor of money in their life. And one of my favorite things, and, and me and my wife are actually doing this uh, exercise again right now, and that's called a money journal. And we, um, mm. it, it's, it's something that I, I picked up from Carol Tuttle and, and basically what you do is you, you get yourself a pad of paper <clears throat> and every day you write in your journal, you, you make a deposit. So on day one, you deposit a thousand dollars into, into your, the bank of the universe account, I guess what we call it. Mm-hmm. And every day you have to make a decision on what you're going to do with that. And so whether you spend it, save it, invest it, whatever it is. And then on day two, you deposit $2,000 in your account. And on day three, you deposit $3,000 in your account. And every day you're making these conscious decisions. It's, it's money that the universe provided for you and you make a decision on what you want to do with it. And the idea is, is, you know, you want to see how, how high you can get. Cause I don't think that you're going to be, you're going to have a, a higher flow of money if you can't decide what you're going to do with, with what you have or be a wise a steward of money with what you have, but you have to be accountable to that every day. And, 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 we, Michelle and I have done this and it's, it's been, it's been real interesting to see what has happened because there's things that we've, we've been putting off that we might not want to do. And because we might not think that we have the money to do it. And, and, you know, we've, we've been very deliberate on, on, and on, on utilizing this positiveness around money to, mm-hmm. to get, attract the things that we want in our life. And so we're on day we wanted to 18 right now. And so this morning I deposited $18,000 into my, my account. And mm-hmm. this morning I had to make a decision on what I was going to do with that and where I was going to go with it. And we've, you know, we've, we've, and, and then after we do that, we write a, a small paragraph or whatever we're feeling, our emotions are around this. And for us, it's been a real positive source, um, because we've been able to clear some of the, some of the, uh, of the debt that we've got, and we've been able to do some of the things that we've been putting off. Mm-hmm. And even though we're not really doing it, but we're thinking about and we're creating this energy around it. So let me <clears> clarify <throat> on this money journal exercise that you have people do. 
they keep track of this as if they were they were receiving right. and putting to use that amount of money every day. Right. So that they know what they would do with it. Right. You know, that's interesting because most people have no clue what they would do they with don't. it if they received it. They think they do. That is a fascinating idea. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. We'll explore that a little bit more in just a minute. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Have you ever driven by a field full of gigantic windmills used to create energy? Those windmills are large structures and are costly to build. Is it possible that a similar windmill already exists but is not being used for energy? Well, a New York City-based company called Flux Lab discovered an existing field of windmills already installed and ready to create energy. Where are they? They are in the very buildings that need the energy. How about the revolving doors located at the entries of business buildings? Have you ever been through one of those revolving doors and thought, that was fun? Well now, they can be more than just fun, they can be the means of providing a large amount of energy. They call it the Revolution Door. Flux Lab has created a prototype for this idea and will be presenting it next month at a large exhibition. Headed by Jennifer Broughton and Carmel Trudell, Flux Lab is on its way to turning an existing door system into usable energy. Think of those expensive windmills all set up in a field in the middle of nowhere and then think of the thousands of revolving doors located inside each and every city. Congratulations Flux Lab on a revolutionary idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about MoreBetterBooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on MoreBetterBooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great, these titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Okay, I'm intrigued with this idea of the money journal. And you... 
You knew this would get me going, John. Yes, I did. <laughs> I love practical little things that you can do to start getting you to think in a different way. And I want to reiterate the point that I think is powerful here. If you are to receive more money into your life, I think you need to know how you're going to handle it, what you're going to do with it. And for the most part, people have no clue what they're going to do with it. Now, you might you might be able to think right now of what you would do with a thousand extra dollars. But what would you do with five thousand extra dollars? What would you do with five thousand dollars, five thousand extra dollars every month? <clears throat> and that's not as easy as it sounds, is it? It's not. So in this money journal, you actually write down the amount and you increase it a thousand dollars every day. Uh, no, it's actually it's a it's on day. It's basically whatever day you are on is you give yourself that amount. So if you're on day five, yeah, I guess it's five thousand. Mm-hmm. It is a thousand dollars a day. So a thousand dollars a day, and then you have to think through clearly think through what you would actually do with that amount of money. On that day. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's what you do. I, and it has to be a legitimate, actual thing that you would do if that money were in your position. Yep. Wow. So have you had some experience with this? Have you tried it? We have. We, we, my, my wife and I actually both have had some experience with it. Um, I'll share the one that I, okay. didn't get, I didn't get my, wife, my wife's permission, but I'm going to share it. I think she'll be okay with this. But we, we, my wife and I are doing our own journals, and so... We're we're basically and we're and we're reading each other's journals because we want to hear what each other's saying and what we're doing with our with with our with the money flow that we have. And my wife, for, for the longest time, we've been putting off buying this new couch that we wanted uh, in our basement. Um, and so that one day, my wife just wrote down in our journal. She says, "I, you know, I'm going to set aside this amount of money for a couch." <clears throat> and and so she wrote it down, and I think that it was on the holiday weekend that she wrote this down and we decided to go do, do some shopping on, uh, the holiday on Monday, uh, a week ago. And we just, we, we went looking for one of these couches and we found one that we really liked. And it was, a, it was a, for a really good deal. Obviously it was less than money than my wife put in her journal. And so we went ahead and decided to buy it. We had the money to buy it. We didn't put it on credit. We paid cash for, for the couch. And, um, and so the next day <clears throat> I was reading in my wife's journal and didn't realize that she wrote it in her journal the day before. And she wrote this little paragraph of, of how she was feeling about what she, what, what she was doing with this money and how grateful she, that she was for it. And she literally wrote down in her, her journal that this was a miracle in her eyes. She felt like that it was something that she acted, acted as if she already had it and, and wrote it down in her journal and it manifested itself. In, in, in our life. And so it's been a, it's been a fun exercise to do We're Like I said, we're on day 18. It's now getting hard to think about what I'm going to do with the money, you know? Um, and I think that Dr. Paul, you talked about most people don't, they want more money, but they don't know what they, they have. They think they have an idea what they do with it. But I don't know that anybody's ever really sat down and written out what they would do with it. And so for me, I, I get to the point where, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm donating, I'm helping my church and I'm, I'm donating to good causes. I'm saving money for, you know, retirement, um, leaving some money in just regular savings account. You know, I'm, I, 
we bought the furniture, we bought, we replaced the carpet, we've done all this stuff. And I'm getting to the point now where I have, you know, like okay, this morning I had to... nine or $10,000 mm-hmm. extra dollars that I had to figure out what I was going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And here I, I thought that I, cause my, my, my financial goals are much loftier than that. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's helping me realize that, you know, if, if I don't know what I'm going to do with it, it's going to be hard for me to get there. So, John, we've got about 400 listeners that pick up this show on a regular basis. I bet they're thinking, hey, I got some ways that you could use that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Isn't that the way the human mind works? It's like, well, give it to me. Right. Give it to me. That's the point, listeners. We're giving it to you. Right now. Okay, just pretend like you're getting it. What would you do with it? And as as you're talking through this, John, I can see, you know, in my own situation, well, there's this... There's this bill that I'd pay off, or there's this debt that I would satisfy, or there's this thing that I would purchase that I've been wanting. And pretty quickly, you get through that list. Yeah, for I sure. Th- I think it helps you to realize that's not a really big list. And you can get through that pretty quickly. Well, then what? Then what? And I have seen the most successful people in my life and the most successful people that I know have a really clear idea about what they will do with money. And the ones that don't have much of an idea try to find someone who does have an idea and they invest it with them. Right. Which isn't a bad thing to do. But realize that you may not have the mindset right now that would allow you to receive an abundance of money. And when you can train yourself to think that way, what is the likelihood that you're going to be able to acquire it? All right. I think that one of the one of the great benefits of this exercise is for people that are in, you know, have a lot of debt or are in lack, uh, and they're thinking mm-hmm. that way because just the act of being able to of, of writing it down and retiring that debt, as as, as you were saying, it really changed changes it changed my emotions. You know, with with some of the debts that I we ret- we satisfied. It changed the way that I felt, and we still have some of those little debts that we're 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 you know mm-hmm. we're chipping away at. But it really changed the way that I've I I I feel and I've I've thought about those debts that I have. Mm-hmm. And so, if there's anybody out there that that's having you know having some some huge debt issues or lack, try this exercise. It'll it'll change the way that you're you're thinking about it and the way you're feeling, and you'll start to have ideas that will come to you. You'll start to have things that will happen. Um, because you've changed that the way that you're thinking and changed that energy. Mm-hmm. I've uh, <clears throat> had some thoughts related to that just along the lines of the daily in and out um, flow of the money. Okay, so let's say that, for example, that that you're sitting there minding your own business and the mailman shows up, okay? And he's brought with him, of course... A bill. A bill, now, what is your emotional reaction to that bill? Talk about that for a minute, John. I think you've got some ideas about that. Yeah, I, you know, it depends on where you're at, what what side of this this money continuum that you're on. If you're in lack or in in, in prosperity, um, one of the other ideas that I have, or one of the exercises that I have people do, is we is have them create have you create a a bills blessing box is what I call it. It's basically a box that you, when you pay your bills, <clears throat> you, you put all the, you put the bills that you've paid into the, into this box and it's, it's, it's remember it's a blessing box. So it's, it's a positive energy that's around this. And, and if you're running this negative energy and you're in this state of lack, 
you're really placing more power on the bills and on the money than you are than, than, than you should, and it's overpowering you. And so by creating this box that you can place these bills into, and then you know, be thankful that your creditors are allowing you to pay, the, pay these bills once a month. Be thankful and grateful that you've been able to pay them. You know, and, you know, I, I think that if you if you have this energy around what you what you can do, what you have done, it really helps the way that you feel. <clears throat> so can we back that up just a step? Because there is some reason why you're receiving this bill in the first place. And it's because you've exchanged or promised to exchange your money for what? For what? See, and sometimes we miss that piece. So you get the power bill, for example, and your emotional reaction is, oh, crap, you know, oh, I don't want to pay this, <laughs> you know, and get into that negative sentiment override. I talked to our friend and associate Jason Adams about the, the positive sentiment override in a recent show. And so, so you create this negative cast on your whole life, right? Why? Because you received the power bill. What are you saying? That you'd rather not have the power? People do this at the gas pump all the time. Well, I can't believe how much gas costs. They bicker and complain as they're filling up their tank, right? But the very act of doing that is evidence that they value whatever they're receiving more than the money that's going out. Right. What if you could start to put it in that perspective? So that when you get the bill, you're realizing, oh, sweet. This is evidence that I received something worth more than this to me. And it's just a reminder of that. Right. Now, I know that sounds a little goofy, but isn't that actually true? It is true. So when you're filling up your gas tank, you, you might be thinking, gosh, I am so grateful that it only costs me, you know, three plus dollars a gallon <laughs> To drive this car instead of walking everywhere that I want to go. Right, because it is a choice, right? Absolutely. I mean, you can choose not to have power in your house. You can choose not oh, to yeah. you can choose to walk or ride your bike. Sure. Absolutely. That's a great point. So uh, you know, let let's let's go to the gas example for a minute. If if it's costing you <clears throat> I don't what what is gas right now? I haven't filled up for a little I don't while. No, it's like three dollars or something. Three three bucks. It's around three bucks, isn't it? And how far can you go on three bucks? Well, in my vehicle, you can go around, I don't know, 16, 17 miles <laughs> for three bucks. Okay? Would I rather pay three bucks or walk the 17 miles? It's a choice, right? right? And I choose to drive. So that's the perspective with the bills. I like your idea of the bill blessing box. I'm not sure exactly what the box thing is. Well, it's, just, it, talk it, about it's just a place that you can organize it. And, and it's a place that really, you just have it in, in, in one area. And it's, it's just a it's reminder. It's where you put your bills. It's where you basically. put it. After you pay it, like for me, we, you know, I pay my bills online. I just print it off. I print off the, after I'm done with it and I have it all, I have, I have the page there in this box and it's just, I'm placing that energy. I'm, I'm choosing to place this positive energy around this these bills, mm -hmm. rather than you know having a, a negative uh, energy pattern towards those. Which can which can drastically change your mental 
state. It definitely can. <laughs> can it? Yeah. And and I know that you're familiar with what it feels like to to experience depression. Right. I think everybody's familiar with that. If it's actually a choice, wouldn't you rather experience joy and happiness? For sure. And what if it didn't matter whether you're receiving bills or not? Hmm. There could be some power there. (laughs) This is Ross Kellen Moore of Creation Tree Coaching, and I've got two questions for you. Who are you? What do you want? You see, I've figured out that you and I can absolutely create anything that we really want. But to do that, we've got to be absolutely clear on who we really are and what we really want. So what do you want? More financial abundance? More fulfilling relationships? A higher level of health and fitness? How about finding your work that allows you to create massive value for others in the way that you love most? Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching. We are the world's premier provider of abundance, education, and resources. We are here to help you create the life you really love. Begin now at creationtreecoaching.com. Check out our live teleseminar classes and podcasts. Get to know our coaches and schedule a coaching session. Explore training for your business and employees. Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching and a whole new world that you create on purpose. This is Dr. Paul. You've heard me talk about a lot of things on this show, and I've interviewed some pretty amazing guests. I love what I do, and one of the nearest things to my heart is my role as a husband and father. I've worked a lot with others who place a strong emphasis on family, and I feel this is my primary purpose, to help others save and enrich their key relationships. It's in this spirit that I invite you parents to join me for a free weekly dose of parental power. Register for this free teleconference at drpaul.org or send me an email at drpaul at creationtreecoaching.com. You will receive an email with the call-in number and access code. The calls are live every Tuesday morning from 11.30 to 12 o'clock Mountain Time. I'd love to be part of your parenting team. Okay, John, I'm really liking that we're coming up with just a few concrete things that people can do to start working on this paradigm about money and hopefully put them in a better position to start receiving some of the abundance that's out there and what the and having a sense of how they can handle I'm I'm really intrigued with this money journal idea. I'm going to try <laughs> that, John. Will you follow up with me and make sure that I've done that? Hold I me will. accountable. I'm going to f- <laughs> I'm going to follow up with Ryan, too, because he wants to do it. And Ryan said something (laughs) during the break, too. What a great way to get yourself thinking about it. I anticipate that that the first several days are not that hard, but you hit a point where you've really got to start thinking. Yeah, you you hit a threat. Everybody has a threshold. They might not think that they do, but there is a threshold. In fact, I'm, I'm hitting mine much sooner than I thought. 
mm-hmm. because I haven't planned and I haven't really settled. This is what I would do with all this. And so everybody has, mm-hmm. has a point where they'll, they'll just get tired of having to think about what they're going to do with all this money that's coming into their, into their, their, their mm-hmm. bank universe. And it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's a fun thing to do, but it's also got me thinking of, well, if, if I truly want and desire this in my life and I want to be a wise steward, you know, I have to be thinking about these things and what I'm going to do with it before mm-hmm. it's ever going to manifest. It'll make a difference in the kind of people you talk to, in the kinds of opportunities that you seek, yep. and what you notice out there in the world. If you've got $5,000 that's sitting in your, let's call it your investment, your discretionary investment account, if you have such a thing, then what kinds of opportunities do you think you're going to be noticing out there in the world? Well, you're going to be noticing $5,000 opportunities, aren't you? Right. Well, what if you've got 10 grand in that account? What if you've got a hundred thousand in there? You will notice and look for different things. And this is just part of how your mind naturally operates. You've got this, this mechanism in your mind that tells you what to attend to. It's the same thing that calls to your attention all of the cars out there that you just bought. <laughs> right. It's a great example. And before you bought it, you didn't <laughs> see them that much. But after you buy it, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. I thought I had the only one. I have a little story with that. I, I carry around with me a one-ounce gold coin in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And when I bought the coin, I bought it from a business friend of mine. And I didn't think anybody had any of the, any, one of these in their in their pocket. I didn't think anybody had one. And so I've had mine, I guess it's been, it's been over a year now since I've been started to carry mine, but mm-hmm. almost everybody I know now, and I see has one, has one either <laughs> in their wallet or in their pocket, right? you know? And, and so it, it, that's, it's, it's true. I mean, if you, whatever you're allowing to come into your life you, you, and attracting, you will attract more of that. And, mm-hmm. um, one of the other things that, that we're, we've, we, we do is we actually decided to start carrying a little more cash in our, in our wallets, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. because, you know, having and, and, and being a wise steward over that cash, just not having the cash and just going and blowing it and not, not really being afraid to, to spend it if you need to, but being wise in your decisions. You're not allowing this money to burn a hole in your pocket. <clears throat> and so mm-hmm. we initially started out with, with having $100 in each one of our, our wallets, and, and we always tried to keep that in there just to anchor in on the physical level of, of, of attracting more of this money into our life mm-hmm. and being a vibe, becoming a vibrant attractor of money. And it's been a lot of fun. I and mean, we, I think that I have, I, I probably carry three or $400 now and my mm-hmm. wife carries two or 300 in her, in her purse. And it's just been something that, you know, we don't think about it. We don't say, Oh, I have this money. I'm going to go, going to go blow it. It's just, we, we are, we are doing little things as a reminder to us that we, we want to be, we want to attract this more, more in our life, and we want to, to show and prove that we are a wise steward of money. Now, I want to point out also that there is nothing magical or mystical or powerful in this money and, and in these particular activities that you can do. The power and the, I, th- I think the crucial element here is getting yourself to think differently. Right. And as you start to think differently, all kinds of things can start to happen. So just the fact that you've got money in your wallet or you've got a gold coin in your pocket doesn't sort of magically start to bring everything into you. Right. 
as some people think that it might. What it does is it changes your thinking. I've sometimes defined this as attitude money. Hmm. It's attitude money. You got a $100 bill in your wallet. How are you going to feel poor? And I carry a gold coin with me too. And I've usually got either, you know, somewhere between a half and one and a half ounces on me somewhere. And I've become more accustomed to that. But you know what? I never feel poor. And, and wealth and rich, you know, those are concepts that we've developed for our mind to tell us to categorize ourselves. Okay. How are you going to feel poor if you got money? That's kind of the attitude money concept. Right. Now, I've had some people express their skepticism about all of this because what you're doing is just fooling yourself, right? You're deceiving yourself. Well, I want to suggest that, yes, you are. You are deceiving yourself. Now, get very intentional about how you're going to deceive yourself <laughs> because aren't we already deceiving ourselves? If you think you're poor, is that truth or deception? That depends, doesn't it? It depends on yeah what you what, what you think about that. That depends on what you think about it and what kind of emotional energy you give to it, and how that translates into your life. <coughs> Excuse me. See, you've been coming off of a cough, and now I'm picking it up over. Uh, I hope you're not getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I just had a little tickle in my throat, but I had to blame somebody, right? <laughs> right. I'll be accountable. It was me. All right, John. We've got a couple of minutes left here to. <clears throat> To bring in some summary, maybe, uh, let's summarize some of the practical things that have come up on this show today that people can do to start changing the way that they think about money to get this paradigm shifted. You mentioned the one that I'm the most enthusiastic about today is this idea of the money journal. Quick recap, John, on just the, the logistics of that. How would someone start that? And and go about that process if you were to coach them through it. Um, I, I the first thing would be just to to purchase uh, or even get just a pad of paper or a mm -hmm. piece of paper. You can write it on, you know, regular paper. And I and you just what I've done is I wrote I write down day one, I write down the date, and mm -hmm. then below that I just write down I've deposited one thousand dollars in my account. And every day you you basically add a thousand dollars onto that. So you day two it's two thousand, day three it's three, four, and five, and mm -hmm. and basically you want to see how high you can get. You want to see, find out where this threshold is of of what, um, what you can realistically put to use. Right. Yeah. Because you're acting as if you're actually having this happen on a daily basis, and you make a decision based on your your circumstances or where you're at of what you're going to do with that money. So is there a rule there that you don't leave it in the account, you put it out to use? No, you do whatever you want with it. If you if you choose to save it, save it. If you choose to... Oh, okay, so you can let it just accumulate yep. there. Yeah, if you account. want to accumulate money in savings or in your checking account, if you want to go buy whatever it is that you okay. want, you can go ahead and do that. But you have to make a decision on what you're going to do with it okay. on a daily basis. All right. that That's got me intrigued. I'll be reporting on that someday, <laughs> some, sometime in the near, near field. Uh, got a peach impediment. Get my merge wixed. <laughs> in the near future. Now, another thing that you mentioned is the bill blessing box. Quick recap on that one. The bill blessing box is, is basically if, if, you're, if you're running a negative energy pattern or you've got this negative paradigm towards paying your bills, um, the idea is just to have a box that you, once you get done paying your that 
your bills, you place it in the box, and the box has you you uh, <clears throat> you're basically it's kind of a gratitude box is what it is, and you're 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 basically you know when you're as you're putting these bills in the box, you're thinking that how grateful you are that your creditors are allowing you to pay your bills on a monthly basis. You're also um, you know you're also uh, creating this gratitude. For your bills and then the points that you brought up which i think were really good is is to help you realize that these are all the the, the bills that you've you've exchanged something for mm-hmm. these bills you're either getting power or you've decided to buy this car and to really think about that that it is a choice that you have mm-hmm. and 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 reiterating the fact that you created it it's something that you created and this is a way that you have brought more wealth into your world because whatever you traded you're getting something that's more valuable to you. Right. And you might not agree with that. Let me just uh, go there for just a minute. You might have some negative feelings because you regret some choice that you made or upon further analysis, you don't actually value it as much as you thought you did. Right. Okay, this is a learning experience too. What if you could change it to be the learning experience? And say, I am so happy and grateful that I have been able to learn this. Right. Because what are you going to be able to do now in the future? So putting that spin on it is going to help too. And then there was this uh, this third one where you come up with a physical anchor for the idea of money and prosperity. Which for you, John, translates into carrying money with you. Yeah, I carry, carry a little more cash than I used to and... Keep it on your person. Huh? Yep, just keep it with me. And and if if mm-hmm. I if I get down below a certain amount, I try to replace that. And but mm-hmm. not, not being afraid to spend it because it, there is, there is an abundance of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that our monetary system works now, there is mm-hmm. an abundance of and when, it, when since it's not backed by gold, mm-hmm. there's as, there's as much as we you can you could ever want out there. Mm-hmm. And so I just I try to keep a certain amount and replace that just to uh, as it goes down. John, thanks for, for joining me for this show today. It's gotten me thinking about a couple of things. Hopefully triggered a few ideas for our listeners. I want to give them a chance to get in touch with you if they would like to follow up or, or ask you some specific questions or maybe uh, give them a way to get connected with what you're doing. Now, I know you and Dr. Jason Adams are collaborating on something called the Cash Flow Paradigm. That's a game club, isn't it? Yeah. It's Basically. A, yeah, it's a game club. We get together on a monthly basis. And we play Cash Flow 101, um, mm-hmm. and we 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 also try to throw in some techniques, and we talk about some principles so that it's more of you're playing the game and having a good time, you're meeting some great people, but that we're also learning some other things too mm-hmm. that we do when we coach, um, and that's on a monthly basis. You you can actually register for that those events at our, at our website, which is CashflowParadigm.com. Okay, CashflowParadigm.com. Uh, yep, and if you want to contact me um you i can be reached at j-o-n john at cashflowparadigm.com or you can call me on my phone which is 801-722-9573 well thank you i hope that people will take advantage of that when you have an opportunity to associate with other people to do some things physically in your life that are different and help you to change your thinking it can it can just change everything And money is one of those areas where people often have some great opportunities to change what they're doing. So I appreciate you sharing those ideas today, John. You bet. Thanks for having me on the show. We'll, We'll catch you next time on Live on Purpose Radio. Have a great one.